0: Welcome to Just Sold with Brent McIntosh from the McIntosh Group at REMAX River City. Hello, Brent. How are you today?
1: I'm well. How are you, Brent?
0: I'm doing great, thank you. It's getting a little crazy as we get a little closer to the holiday break here coming up at the end of December. But this is a good time for people to get a hold of you if they have any questions about buying or selling a home because it's a little quieter for you at this
1: time of year, is it not? We do have the time to talk and visit with our clients and and maybe help them get their properties ready to sell in the spring and or start the search with our buyers and have them set and ready to go when the listings start hitting the market in early January.
0: So here on podcast number seven, the focus today is house versus condos. What's the difference and what is better for you? So I'll let you take it from there.
1: So yeah, a lot of people don't necessarily understand the difference between a house and a condo. And so I want to explain the, 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 the best and easiest way to explain the difference is with the house, you're buying dirt for all intents and purposes. And with the condominium, you're buying a lifestyle. And so what do I mean by that? Well, with the house, not only do you own the, the brick and mortar of that property, but you actually own the dirt that it's sitting on as well. Whereas a condominium, you're buying into a condominium corporation, and you and the other owners of that corporation own the, the land that that condominium is sitting on. And lots of times people will confuse the word condo with the word apartment. And I say that meaning that um, – not all apartments are condos and not all condos are apartments. <laughs> that there is other styles of condominiums that you can get uh, duplexes and townhomes that, and carriage-style homes and, of course, apartments that are all condominiums. And then occasionally you'll see an apartment building and that might not be a condominium at all. That might be owned by one person and that they're all rentals, if that makes sense.
0: Big difference between all of those?
1: Yeah. So uh, when we look at, again, a condominium corporation, when you purchase in to that unit, you and all the other owners in that corporation own the land. And so it's important to not only investigate the unit that you're purchasing, but the actual corporation, because these are now people that you're going to be married to if I can choose a word, for the next X amount of years. So you want to make sure that that corporation has got money in the bank for the eventual needs that that condominium is going to to have. And you can see if there's any issues or problems that that corporation or that condo association has had in the past.
0: Is it one thing for the condo people to have some cash, but you need to keep a little cash alongside as well? Because I is, is, is would you recommend that?
1: To make Definitely. Sure you, because yeah. people
0: get surprised all the time, right?
1: Well, we've seen more and more cases, unfortunately, where the condominium corporation will have a special assessment levied against the owners. And there was one in Sherwood Park that just got hit with a very big special assessment of over $50,000 per unit. And unfortunately, a lot of the residents or owners in that condominium do not have the money to come up with that special assessment that was just levied and so that can be, you should be planning obviously for those types of things a well-run condominium corporation shouldn't have those surprises but every now and then it can come out of left field
0: so how confused are people uh, when it comes to this type of thing and do you steer them in one direction or another or do you just have to talk to people and maybe get a good sense of where they really want to go, where their heart lies.
1: Yeah. So again, the differences between buying a a house and a condominium, it will depend on the individual. And and just as long as you know what you think is going to be best for you and your lifestyle. And I like that word lifestyle because those people who are buying into condominiums uh, might be choosing a lifestyle where they do not necessarily have to worry about any exterior maintenance Perhaps they have busy jobs or they travel a lot and they just want something as a home base here in Edmonton where they can just literally lock the door and and head to Palm Springs or Phoenix, for example, for the winter. And so a condominium is, is an excellent choice. If you're looking for something where you can put down roots and you've got some space and you don't mind mowing the lawn and shoveling the walk, then probably purchasing a single family home will be the better investment for you. It's been interesting in the last couple of years, just because of rising costs, we're finding that buying a condominium has become tougher and tougher, especially for young buyers because of the condo fees being raised so much these days to cover some of those costs that banks aren't very apt to lend money on a condominium purchase. So it's become a a tougher situation where condos used to be sort of that entry-level position for first home buyers where they could get into the market for something at 200000 or less. And now it's become more difficult and the banks are actually more apt to lend on a $300,000 house than a $200,000 condominium.
0: Hey, speaking of condo fees, what, what does that usually include? And what about taxes and that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah. So uh, if you buy a condominium, you're still going to have taxes As as just like a single family house, it won't be quite as much because you're not paying taxes on the land, you're paying taxes on the property that you own. Basically, from the paint in is the best way to describe condominium ownership that the exterior of the property is owned by the corporation and you own the interior of that property. Condo fees will include the exterior maintenance of the property it'll include a management fee because typically the condominium corporation has hired a company to help manage the building Uh, reserve contributions and this is a really important one um, a reserve fund so when you're investigating that condominium you want to make sure that there's money in the bank for future issues that might come up whether they need replacement of windows or shingles or uh, roof and pavement and things like that that the condominium corporation is going to be responsible for. That, if it's an apartment-style condominium, right. heat and water are typically included in the condo fees. If it's a townhouse or carriage-style condominium, they won't be. You'd still have all of your own utility bills, just like owning a house.
0: Okay, we've kind of touched on special assessments and that type of thing. Does that one pop up a lot, or... Is it something that you should be really concerned about or aware of?
1: Yeah, it's happening more and more where we've seen um, some properties here in Edmonton, some condominium corporations that they've had to redo the envelope of the buildings. And so that could be in the millions of dollars. And so it's really important to make sure that you're using a real estate agent to purchase your property so that they can tell you some of the issues that we've seen in the past with some buildings here in Edmonton and know which buildings have already had the exterior replaced and or which buildings that we might be leery of.
0: Is there a big difference between buying a condo and buying a house?
1: Not a a huge difference as far as the process goes. There's going to be one extra condition, and that condition, of course, is subject to the buyer, reviewing and approving of the condominium documents, which is a pretty big package. That's going to include the bylaws or the rules of that condominium. It's going to include, like I said before, how much is in the reserve fund. There's also something called the reserve fund study report. And that here in Canada is necessary for all co- condominiums to do every se- every five years. And what it is, is basically an independent inspection of the Common areas of that condominium and a cost breakdown of things that might need to be replaced in X amount of years and will there be enough money in the corporation reserve fund to pay for those items. And it might have recommendations as far as that condominium fees need to be raised to make sure that in 15 years when the property needs a new roof, that there'll be money in the bank for that. In 25 years when the parking lot needs to be repaved, that there'll be money for that, etc. So that's a good document. It'll have minutes from the past two years worth of meetings. So you can see how the corporation is running and things that have come up in the meeting. What are residents complaining about? What are some of the issues the corporation is going through? It'll have the annual general meeting. Uh, again, this is a great package for buyers to go through to make sure that the corporation they're purchasing into has is well run and that there's going to be money for when things go wrong. You can either inspect those documents yourself or you can pay to have a condo review company have a look and give you a, a condensed version of them to tell you what they like and what they don't like about the condominium.
0: Is it stereotypical thinking to think that it's a younger person who's going to buy a condo as opposed to... Somebody who's a little more uh, veteran, experienced—I don't want to say old, but—but uh,
1: <laughs> but well, it, well, actually, it's both, of course. Okay. So, so typically, uh, condominiums—it's—it's it's usually uh, first home buyers. So those young people who are getting into it, like I said, sometimes it can be a more affordable option rather than purchasing a single family home, and perhaps that young person isn't interested in staining the deck. And mowing the lawn and shoveling the walk because they're still having a lot of fun and they're looking for that lifestyle. And then, of course, the other end of the spectrum where somebody wants to travel a lot in their retirement years and or they're looking for something less uh, space to look after and only need a couple of bedrooms and don't need a lot of storage space and are intrigued by the idea of having underground parking and maybe having that lifestyle where they can lock the door and head to a warmer climate for six months. So we seem to have the two extremes. We have the young buyers and we do have those more veteran buyers in most condominiums here in Edmonton.
0: Which What's more fun for you to sell, a house or a condo?
1: Well, I'm all about resale. And so if you ask me which is the better investment, it's not even a close decision. That single family house is going to always be the better investment. As we've seen recently here in Edmonton, the values of condominiums have dropped quite substantially in comparison to single family homes. We live in a very blue collar town here in Edmonton, and most of our buyers are interested in purchasing homes. So we have a lot more single family buyers than we do condominium buyers. Mm -hmm. When I look at some stats to show you the difference between what is sold this year, when we look at single family homes that have sold about 45% of the properties that have hit the market this year have sold Bryn. In condominiums, that number is 30%. So it's a lot easier to sell your single family home. And as a real estate agent, I would tell you that Uh, you'd want to be in, if you're looking at investment wise, that that single family is the better investment, but it's not always about investments, of course, and and by no means is buying a condo a terrible investment. It is still far better than renting. So I would not tell someone they shouldn't buy a condo, but if you're asking me which is the better investment between single family and condo, it's an easy decision that yes, selling and owning a, a single family home is going to be a little easier and the the better bet investment wise, but buying a condo still way better than renting.
0: The other thing too, and we talked about this on a previous podcast about how condos in the downtown core in Edmonton, for example, it's been a tougher, it's been a tougher go for places downtown as opposed to in the other areas of the suburbs.
1: Yeah, and I've got some quick stats here just to show the difference. So I told you 30% of the condominiums Edmonton-wide on average have sold this year. When we look at the downtown core, literally because of supply and demand, the oversupply down there right now, only 19% of the condominiums that have been listed in downtown Edmonton on MLS this year have sold. When I look in the west end of the city, that number is at 38%. Mm When we go to the university area, it's around 29%. Uh, Southwest Edmonton, 33%. In the north end, 34% of the condominiums that have been listed this year have sold. And then when I get into some of the hot spots of Edmonton, and they tend to be actually, St. Albert and Sherrod Park uh, tend to outsell most of Edmonton. And and it's mostly because of Um, A little bit smaller of closed marketplace, 35% of the condominiums that have been listed in the St. Albert this year have sold, and a whopping 45% of the condominiums in Sherwood Park have sold. When we look at the numbers single-family-wise, I already told you, 45% of the properties of single-family that have been listed this year have sold. Again, when I look in the West End, that number is at 47%, Southwest Edmonton, 45%. A it, it really neat stat, when you look outside of the Anthony Hendy, it's right. become a lot more difficult to sell properties outside of the Anthony Hendy. So whether it be a condominium or a single-family house, it seems that uh, the trend is to be closer to the core. Uh, when you and I were young, it seemed like everybody was heading for the burbs. And now everybody's heading back down to the core. So our number falls, even for single family houses. When we look outside of the Anthony Henday, it's 40% is what um, our stat is for how many properties have sold this year. The hot spots, again, we're going to go to St. Albert, where 54% of the single family homes that have been listed this year have sold. And Insured Park, that number is at 65%. That's the hottest wow. area in Edmonton this year for home sales. So 65% of the single family homes that have been listed in insured Park so far have sold.
0: Okay, let's tell everybody how they can get a hold of you if they have any other questions about condos or homes, that type of thing.
1: We're always happy to discuss any of these issues. You can reach us directly at 780-464-0075 or head to our website at macintoshgroup.ca. We'll see you next week, Bryn. Absolutely, Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Okay.